Welcome back or welcome to the Single Track Podcast. I'm your host, Finn Melanson, and in this episode, we talk with Katie Asmuth, a professional trail runner for Saucony based in Mammoth Lakes, California, ahead of the 2022 Western States 100. Before we get started, though, I am proud to announce this episode of Single Track is brought to you by Soar Running. Soar Running, that's S-O-A-R Running, are a London-based brand producing high-performance running apparel. Why am I excited to partner with Soar, you might be asking? Well, if you're like me, you take pride in your running gear and you want the best. That's why I'm stoked about this brand. They are pushing the running apparel boundaries when it comes to producing gear we care about, like wet and cold weather layers and racing kits. I'm also excited because they are finally moving into the trail space. After years in the figurative lab, they've produced a trail running specific clothing line that I've had a chance to test, specifically their half zip shirts, their trail race vests and trail shorts out on multi-hour grueling runs in my backyard of the Wasatch Range. This apparel is the real deal. If you want help getting kitted out for your training and racing needs, Soar is offering us an exclusive 20% savings at SoarRunning.com. All you got to do is enter the code SINGLETRACK20 at checkout and act fast because that code is only valid through June and July. I'm stoked, people, and listen, I care about you all. I would not be endorsing something if I didn't believe in it and use it myself. So there you have it. Soar is great, and I'm with the show. All right, Katie Asmuth, it is great to have you on. Welcome to the Single Track Podcast. Thank you. Thank you for having me. So we were just talking offline. We'll definitely have to do a uh, longer conversation at some point. But in this one, we're talking about Western states. And uh, I've been following your social media the last couple months. I'm curious, can you talk about the journey to get to the start line this year? Because it sounds like you were nursing some type of injury. So I'm curious, like, what that process looked like what lessons you took from it, like where you're taking confidence from coming into uh, Western, which is like 10 days away. It was not a perfect build. Um, but, you know, I don't think anybody has a perfect build, right? So, and I don't think anybody has a perfect race. Mm. Well, maybe Beth did last year and maybe Jim every year. But, you know, <laughs> besides when he got lost. Um, but I really think it's about how you handle and manage the imperfect build the imperfect race how you manage adversity so i will say yes i had an amazing january february march huge build Mm. i was like super pumped to race canyons and um have was putting up big miles and was just really feeling good and then started having this nerve niggle i think i mean we still haven't gotten imaging because there was such a long wait and mm. even though i'm a clinician i was like trying to speed that up i did everything i could um and essentially all of april i really like really decreased my miles i probably gosh for three three and a half weeks um decreased in like substantially and so you know, I feel much better now. Um, occasionally I still feel a little twinge in like the back of my hammy, like where I'm like, is this a sciatic nerve? Is mm. what's happening? Can I not open my gate up big? But nothing is deterring me like I can run fine. Um, and I wouldn't even say it's pain. It's just kind of noticeable occasionally. Um, but I am glad I'm not running a marathon. I think that would be tougher that gate right now. But, um, you know, I, I, I do think because I have such an amazing coach, I was able to increase back in May, uh, back to my mileage and actually go uh, with a build, 
you know, higher than I've ever run oh, before. Awesome. So the last six weeks have been really big for me. Uh, and I'm <laughs> tired and ready for taper for sure. Uh, and I'm just really excited to start out fresh because, uh, yeah, it's been, it has been quite like an up and down cycle. Like I was feeling really, really on fire. And then this like three and a half week lull of just trying to get better and then, um, kind of, up, ramped it up again. So, anyways, that's been me. But uh, I'm I'm heading into states feeling confident and ready to you know go to the well. So that's where I'm at. Well, I was watching your post race interview last year with Brian Powell at I Run Far, and I mean, you had a great race. You were as high as second place at one point. You finished in the top five by all accounts. That's a fantastic performance. That's an elite performance. But you told Brian that. Uh, you thought there was still some work to be done. There was places to improve. And so maybe tell us a bit about what happened this past month in May where you hit numbers you hadn't hit before. Like, were you trying to identify certain areas of improvement to get higher than fifth this year? I'm curious. I mean, of course, right? That's the reason we race. I hope every racer out there is trying to better themselves. Um, so if you don't finish a race and you're like, oh, I could have done this better, then I guess you had your perfect race. But I think that's really tough to do in 100 miles. So uh, yeah, I absolutely came um, away from last year with a very long Google Doc <laughs> and um, <coughs> things I would change. And my crew and I got together with you know, different uh, ways that we could have handled things differently. Um, but to be honest, that race last year was, I was so stoked all day just to be running Western States. I mean, the lore of Western States has been a part of my history of as a trail runner, as most of us has, you know, it, so it's just been, um, it was just fun to be there. And I feel the same way this year where you feel like you're running on hollow ground in the history of the course and you're running with the best in the world. So, um, yeah, I think going into this, um, I'm a different athlete. Uh, I really took this last year, you know, I had just signed with Saucony in April um, in 2021. So I ran Western States just as a, you know, fresh pro athlete. And this year I really took the pro athlete seriously, I feel like, that kind of identity. Mm. Um, you know, I actually did strength work, you know, um, from four days a week to two days a week. I was like very committed. I did all the mobility, especially my spinal, spine mobility stuff, you know, starting in April. But um, it was, it was, I handled it differently, you know. I always run with joy and I like to frolic through the forest. But, you know, I had a different perspective and not like a serious one, but I just kind of committed in a different way. And um, I kind of think of myself more professionally than I used to. Mm. Um, and that took time. And that's maybe a different conversation. But, uh, definitely strange for me as a mom of two to start running in her like late 20s yeah. <laughs> initially. So it's a very different, um, uh, you know, path for, than some people. So anyways, that's I, this year has been very different and the build has been very different. And um, we'll see how my quads hold up after all the quad strength work. <laughs> well, I, I do want to talk at some point about like further into what that pro athlete lifestyle looks like. Cause as you probably know, we love talking about that on this show, but, um, what, what's your biggest motivation heading into this race? Like you, you just mentioned that, you know, as an athlete, you always want to improve. But when we look at like your numbers from last year, top five, like at this point you're fighting for a one or 2% gain in improvement. Like that's the nature of being an elite athlete. So I don't know. Is it like a podium <coughs> or bust or like winning or bust? What's motivating you here? I think it's all about having my best race 
And I think when it comes to 100 miles, you can have all the dreams that you want to podium, mm. which of course I do. But I think it's really internal and there's so much suffering that happens out there and having that mindset is really key to success out there. And so um, I would say it's having my best race, uh, really a magical day where you nail your hydration and your fueling and your aid station turnarounds and your electrolytes and all of that. But, yeah. um, you know, I think Western States is so captivating because it's so runnable, um, but it's elusive because those sneaky hills and I think it just has that perfect combination of flow and, you know, incorporating grit in there. Mm. It's really kind of like the flow and grind, you know? Um, so whereas like hard rock is maybe just a grind the whole way in Western States, you really can get moving and feel that flow and feel that high. And then it's like, boom, <laughs> back to grind, you know? So, um, yeah, I think I'll probably try to run with more. I guess more measured or more mm. with reason instead of emotion maybe. Okay. Um, even though that's how I thrive is really running on emotion, but maybe was a little bit um, just uh, too amped up, for instance, running into Forest Hill and was just like so excited, you know, um, that I passed Ragna DeBots and then was in second place <laughs> and was like, I got this, I feel amazing, you know? And then later too, of course, like, absolutely hit a wall and <laughs> um so i think i will do some things different um like the training has been different like mm. i mentioned but also i will everybody says start the race at forest hill i will absolutely not start the race at forest hill i will start the race at green gate um and i want to be measured and conservative until then and then at green gate i want to like hammer it that's my thinking i mean i have to be like in the mix for sure yeah uh <laughs> but that's my thinking i want to be able to be strong you know, to Green Gate. Um, so, yeah, and then after Green Gate, just really, like, try and race it. Well, I think you answered it, but I was, I was just going to ask, like, do you get energy from being one of the runners who's right there at the front of the field with, like, the top two or three women, or are you somebody who prefers to stick to whatever game plan you've created pre-race, and no matter what's happening around you, you're just going to, like, follow that plan? At the end, I love to be a part of it, yeah. for sure. Um, and in the beginning, it's like you're being chill and you're chatting yeah. and I'm like such a chatty person. I'm like stoked on every view and, you know, I really, the highs, the joy of it really drives me. But I will say um, that I very much have no ego in that regard in the sense that I let people go ahead mm. if I'm not feeling it. Um, definitely listen to my body in that way. Or if I'm like, you know, I need to think about myself right now. I need to like be eating. I need to be drinking, you know. So, um there's a lot of time out there, of course, but there's also, you could look at it the other way, there's not that much time. Yeah. <laughs> like, there's a lot to do <laughs> in those, uh, you know, 100 miles. So I feel like you kind of have to <clears throat> kind of be within yourself to really master it. One of the beautiful things about the 100 mile distance is uh, people like to say, you live life in a day. You go through all the range of emotions, you suffer, there's extreme joy, etc. So given all that, I'm curious, do you have a mantra for this race? Like when the going gets tough or you need to bring it back to the level of enjoyment that you brought coming into the race. Are you referring to anything? My favorite that I always use is run when it's fun, walk when it's not. Mm. Um, and I think that gives permission to allow myself to power hike when I feel like in a lull. And it's like, because you have the mantra, it's okay. It's not, oh, I feel in a lull, I can't 
hike up this or you know I can't run up this and being down on yourself about that it's almost expected and knowing that that will happen I'm not going to run every step of that race and I know that going in so that's okay um, and I, I don't I think only Jim does so that's <laughs> maybe maybe Tyler I don't know <laughs> maybe Jer I'm not sure maybe Beth I'm not sure the point is is I feel like you you know have to give yourself permission to like it's okay you're gonna have the lull and you're gonna get out of it and that's okay so run when it's fun walk when it's not um kind of in the same mentality of slow down to speed up where like gather i say that a lot to myself gather like mm. go within like what do you need now like scanning the body i do that constantly um trying to figure out like how am i feeling where are we now you know that sort of thing i'm like always checking in with myself so yeah i feel like i guess those those are my mantras. Yeah. Last question on Western States. I'm curious, what does your gear look like for race day? What are you running in? What pack are you using? Shoes? Ooh. All that. I mean, I can't give away all my secrets, <laughs> but okay. So the um, I will be wearing uh, the plan right now is to wear a Saucony Edge. Um, okay. So I run for Saucony. Love this brand. They are behind me 110%, 20%. They are just so excited for me to race and also zero uh pressure which is fantastic you know they're like you be you go do you you know so and their trail department is just the best so i text with them constantly um so uh we're right now dialing in which shoelace is best when you're running through water you know that sort of I thing like that. it's just fun that. they're really they're just total like shoe you know geeks too obviously so it's been really fun to work with them um and so i'll be running in the edge and um, I'm running with I'm running with Nathan products, so I have a Nathan vest like multiple, and we'll be running with Nathan hydration bottles so to keep cool. Oh, one thing I didn't mention, but I did a lot of dousing of water during the race last year, um, and probably less hydration that I was drinking mm -hmm. and more that I was dousing on myself to keep cool, uh, which is something that we should all be doing is stay wet but I need to also be actually drinking it <laughs> instead of just staying wet on the outside. So um, that's something that I will change and really dial in this year. Um, and then, uh, yeah, I'm wearing Exosan socks, wearing, you know, fluid. It will be my uh, hydration of choice. So yeah, that's what I'll be using. We have a lot of gear nerds in the audience, so that was a good question for yeah. them. The last question I have for you, and I think that you said something really interesting post-race last year. So I did Drew Holman. He said something to the same effect. But you said you're not planning on being a visitor to this sport. You're in the community for life. And I thought that was a beautiful sentiment. And I'm curious, what does that look like for you beyond being, you know, one of the best runners in the sport at this time? I want to race as long as my body and my mind want to race. Um, but I think there's so many other ways to be involved in this sport besides racing, especially like in the most competitive fields. I hope to race into my 70s, you know, I hope to be like throwing myself out there, I hope to be training. Um, but I also know I'm realistic in the sense that I'm a mom of two young boys and I want to make sure that this is always something that's positive for our family. And, um, you know, as most parents that are listening know, this takes a lot. I mean, it takes a lot of physical and mental energy to do this. And my kids and my husband right now are all in and total cheerleaders. But there's always this part of me that's trying to be realistic of, oh, will I ever have to like kind of um, hold back a bit because or not to train as hard because I want to be, you know, 
watching them train and you know going to their sports and stuff so i'm trying to be realistic and wanting to know that i want to be a part of this sport as long as possible and it might not be in just racing but hopefully it will be um but i think for me it's surrounding myself with trail runners always is like the most important part of it you know because i think we're a special breed i think we want to push ourselves out of our comfort zone mm. and you know not really have a or not have a numb existence like you know we want to continue to grow and challenge ourselves and um i think that's why i want to be in the sport and i want to continue to play in the mountains forever so uh you know i don't know what that entails i think time will tell uh but right now i'm racing that's my present and you know probably will hopefully mentor parents especially mothers into getting into the sport and um you know, maybe be a race director or somebody. I don't know where my life will go, but I want to be involved. <laughs> so uh, right now, this is like racing, <laughs> and we'll see what the future holds. I think you could be a great podcast host. I think you'd be a good media commentator, so. too. Oh, yeah. Well, I'm very curious of people's stories, that's for sure. Well, yeah. cool. I don't know. Maybe you'll be in media. Who knows? Yeah. We'll see. Well, Katie, I want to thank you on a number of levels, but primarily just the enthusiasm and the joy you bring to our sport i think it's we're better off for it so thank you we're rooting for you on race day excited to follow your race we'll link to all your socials in the show notes is there anything you want to leave the listeners with before we go i think everyone needs to listen to single track i guess if you're listening to this you are but you have done such an incredible job i mean talk about hype man right thank you finn for all that you've done for our sport so I'm a huge fan of single track pod. I listen to every single one. So um, I just wanted to say thank you. I think maybe one thing we could do more often is say thank you to people that mean something to you. So um, I think if you haven't said thank you to the people that you love, then go say thank you. That would be my, my takeaway. Oh, thank you so much. I really appreciate that. And uh, yeah, it's a fun time to be in the sport, but looking forward to your race. I guess it's 10 days from now. So thanks for coming on and uh, we're excited to follow. Thanks as always for listening. I hope that interview with Katie inspired you and I also hope you are as stoked about Western States as I am. This is the kickoff. We have more interviews with top contenders, newcomers, and returnees to this year's race. And uh, until next time, I'm your host, Finn Melanson. You are listening to the Single Track Podcast. Thank you, thank you, thank you for your time.